On episode 49 of DevTalk, I speak to Glenn Fassfeifeld about becoming and being a Microsoft MVP. Welcome to another episode of DevTalk. My name is Kerry Lothrop, and today's guest is Glenn Fassfeifeld. Hello, Glenn. Hey, good evening. Uh, it's evening now, so... <laughs> it is. We both have evening. You're not that far away, and you're in Belgium. I'm in Germany. True. How is it in Belgium? Uh, we had... Uh... Since yesterday, we have uh, enhanced lockdown again. Okay. Yeah. So uh, we can't leave the house after 11 and okay. until 6 in the morning, I guess, something like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, all the outside sport activities are banned again, stuff like that. So uh, Belgium is not doing great in Europe. <laughs> yeah, I, I saw the numbers. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> Um, I don't know what the difference is between the countries and why it, it suddenly changes at a border, but hey, it's weird. that's what the map looks like. Yeah, indeed. But Germany is taking off right now, too. So Oh, that's a shame. Let's, let's see if we pass you. <laughs> let's hope not. <laughs> no. Um, Glenn, we, we just met virtually, and we've met quite a few times, because you are one of the organizers of the conference that we do together, the ZAM Expert Day which happened just this month or beginning of October, in, um, usually in Cologne, but this time it was virtual. Indeed, it is. And I think the first time we met was at the baggage carousel at Seattle. Yes. Tacoma <laughs> I still remember that. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Yeah. yeah. I had heard the name because you were a Xamarin MVP back then. True. And there were not that many Xamarin MVPs. No. And I don't, think we ever introduced ourselves before that no i don't think so but, either that's true because it, i think it was the first time that i actually saw any other of the examarin mvps because i, ah, I okay. yeah because i became one and i don't think there was any event i i could attend before that so okay yeah. so it was pretty new. and you were also a microsoft mvp that's why we were both in in seattle at that time true and uh, since, since when have you been there so um, I've been Microsoft MVP now. This is my seventh year, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I just looked it up, actually. Yeah, yeah. Se- seven, seven discs. Seven awards? Yeah, seven discs. So. 2014 was the yeah, first one. Indeed, it, <laughs> it was. So I started actually with uh, Windows development. Okay. That was the first one I got in uh, because I was a, an avid Windows Phone developer. And at that time, the Windows Phone development group was actually merged or the year later, I guess, it was merged with Windows development because of uh, Windows 10 development came around. Mm-hmm. Uh, Windows 8 right. and Windows 10 development, sorry, Windows 8 was first. Um, and then it was better to make one group instead of keeping Windows Phone as a separate uh, MVP group. This was because you were using Windows Phone in your day job, or was that more of a no, hobby? No, it was just hobby. Yeah, indeed. I only, I, I don't think I any professional work for Windows Phone for my day job. I, I don't know. I don't think so. I, we did uh, some proof of concept. At the time, I worked for uh, a company called uh, Ranars Aluminium. Um, they they put in windows in big houses and complexes. Um, and we had a store locator and some information. And I did a proof of concept for that so customers could find their nearest uh, dealer shop mm-hmm. to get information and everything. It actually worked pretty good. Uh, but we still went for a website <laughs> so so even though i created that during my working day uh, it never went to the store or anything so um, okay 
So that's a pity. But what is your day job at this this point? So I'm currently working at a bank um, in Belgium. So it's a, it's only a Belgian bank, so you, you won't find it anywhere else. It's very mm -hmm. local. Um, and I'm one of the developers on the mobile team. So we have a mobile phone application for Android and iOS. Okay. And we started with Xamarin Forms. Our first release of the app was with Xamarin Forms 1.5. So it's still, I think we, we did the proof of concept in 1.3 and then with 1.5, we did the first release. So it's already quite from the beginning. That's because most of the developers at our company are WPF developers. So we all knew XAML. So Xamarin mm -hmm. Forms was the most ideal choice for us to go that way, that direction, to port over our business logic and screens and anything to a mobile phone. And it's still going strong. So actually the team is expanding a little bit, a lot of features that we need to build. Yeah. Uh, that's great. I love it. It's my day job for a few years already, so that's nice. And the uh, we wanted to talk a little bit about you being a Microsoft MVP and, and what, it's, yeah, what it takes. Yeah, indeed, yeah. Being a Microsoft MVP is usually not something you do because somebody pays you for that. It's, it is actually an award for something that you do um, in your spare time, something that uh, that you do out of your own motivation and, and that you basically invest your time to help others. Is that, that what it is for you? Yeah, it's true, actually. So um, for the people who don't really know what an MVP is, but most of the time in the .NET community, a lot of people understand what it is. But it mm -hmm. means that you're getting a recognition from Microsoft that you did some community or professional community work during a past year, two years, actually. I think mm -hmm. it's, uh, I, I don't know what, what the monthly cycle is, but it, it's at least a year that you have to be doing something that's worthwhile in the community. And yeah. then it could be that Microsoft awards you with a title, being an MVP, most valuable professional, that recognizes you doing that uh, community work. And ba basically, for the most of the MVPs, that means that they do extra work indeed, that they don't do during the day job. Um, because it's actually helping other developers, uh, engaging uh, with the community, giving talks, doing blog posts, um, being an author for books or anything like that. Or even further, if you are very technical, having an open source library that helps the community in a big way, stuff like that yeah. will get you that award. So um, normally you already been doing a lot of community work before you get this award, of course. Yeah. And it doesn't necessarily mean that you are the best one in that particular technical topic. It just means that you like to share what you've learned with others. Indeed, yeah. That's a, that's something I encounter a little bit. I think in the, in the early days, because the MVP program is already been going for some... Uh, Decades? At least 20 years. Decades, yeah. yeah, even, yeah. So um, in the early days, it, it was, of course, because a lot of the MVP people were very technical, that they were looked up at as being the professional in their area. But mm -hmm. but today, even if we look at our profession, like in Xamarin, um, Xamarin is so huge. You have Xamarin iOS, you have Xamarin Android, you have Xamarin Forms. 
you you can't know everything of course so yes we are technical advanced in some area in the area that we title we get our mvp ship in but we are for sure not the most advanced technical people no it's like you said it's because we help other developers and engage in the community that microsoft says yes it's nice that you promote our product uh, and here's an, a, a reward for it so yeah and how is it that microsoft then recognizes that that person did something for others yeah so the process for it so maybe we can highlight that a little bit when i became an mvp it was even possible that you could nominate yourself so you can nominate a person but that uh, went away um, so now i think the only way to get noticed by microsoft to get an mvp award is by other mvps awarding people like uh, nominating people sorry saying like uh, hey you check out this guy he does a lot of work the first thing that you have to do as an mvp is then state like hey i know this guy i think he does a great job give some summary about why you think he needs to be an MVP and then it gets shipped to Microsoft as a, a form. And at Microsoft, they check that guy out so or that person out or the girl out. It doesn't matter who it is, of course. And they will go through their community work that you highlighted and they will ask the person that you are nominating to give a representation of what they did, I think six months or, or 12 months past to see if it, it's, it's on bar of high enough quality to get you introduced into the MVP uh, award. Okay. Yeah. But to be honest, it's, it's a little bit, the, the process on, on what's the standard, on how many things you need to do to get your award is something that we as MVPs don't know, actually. So that's a little bit of a black box. But like we highlighted already in the beginning, doing blog posts, doing uh, community talks, doing events, uh having a technical library available that are the major points i, I think still and they still are i guess doing podcasts yep. <laughs> that's also something very yeah. good for that's right yeah. well i i uh, every mvp has a profile at at microsoft uh, there's a, an mvp website where you can look up mvp mvps by name or by by category and um I looked up yours and you you have chosen to make your contributions public. And so I was able to, to look there. Oh yeah. So you had yeah, true. You had yeah. 46 contributions in 2018. And these are sometimes not uh not little things. <laughs> um so there's a the, when the, you fill out the form and it says uh blog and then it there's just a field how many blog entries or there's there's you say I organized a conference and then there's a field, oh, how many conferences did you organize? And that, if you say, okay, it was 10, that would be one entry. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so so that 46 struck me as quite a big number. Yeah, to be honest, I, I think, but that's like, there is no real guideline also on how to fill in that uh, profile. So some people yeah. tend to do this um, at a yearly cycle. So they say, okay, I have some no notes. I know what I did through throughout the year, I fill it in. And like you said, if you say then I did four events and you put in four, then okay, it's one highlighted. But I'm more like, mm -hmm. I'm because I always tend to forget what I did. <laughs> so I each time I do something, I, I put it in the profile straight away. So for me, it's always one entry for each thing that I did. So um, 
Okay. So there are probably going to be differences between profiles if you read them, yeah. That's probably why you have already have three entries this week. Yeah, month. indeed, because I, I did three events, yeah. Yeah, or, or one was a blog post. Okay, yeah, okay. and two events or something. And the conference we did together, yeah, of course. of course. <laughs> Which was, by the way, a lot of fun, and thank you for, <laughs> for being there. Same for you, man. <laughs> uh, but we talked about that two episodes ago, uh, or, or talked to that, uh, talked about that with, with one of the guests at the conference. So that was a, a link to that episode if you want to. Um, listen to to or get more insights on that conference. But I, I don't want to dive deep into that today, uh, though that would probably also be interesting. <laughs> of course. Um, so you you were also a Xamarin MVP, and this was at that time Xamarin was a separate company, and they uh, I th I believe they probably took over the the concept from Microsoft. I know there are other companies who have a similar program, even even with the same name, but um, what was the difference to what Microsoft has there? Yeah, like the the hard part there was that I, I became an MVP, a Xamarin MVP in the last batch, uh, the, the latest batch that they could still do before they transitioned to Microsoft. So yeah. uh, my time as a Xamarin MVP was very limited. So uh, okay. the huge benefit at that time was that you uh, got those online talks with the program team, like what okay. Microsoft MVPs have too. So we call them PGIs now, uh, program mm -hmm. uh, group interactions. At that time with Xamarin, they were very, very well done, to be honest. Um, we got a lot of feedback from the, what they were doing, what their goals were, and uh, you could always ask technical questions during them. So that was what I still remember it was being the, the greatest highlight of being an Xamarin MVP. And then the group just transitioned into Microsoft MVPs and then they kept on doing that through the MVP program of Microsoft, of course. Uh, but it's yeah. true. At the time, there were only, I, I don't know, 100 MVPs of Xamarin, Xamarin MVPs for the Xamarin company. Uh, yeah, maybe around 60. Oh, even less. I, yeah. Okay. And, mm -hmm. uh, but like I said, I was one of the, the uh, latest to, uh, last to get in. So um, the time was very, uh, it was not so long that I got there. So um, like I said, I didn't even participate in any get-togethers with Xamarin MVPs or anything like that. Okay. Yeah, well, you mentioned uh, the, one of the one of the perks of being a Microsoft MVP is that you get to interact with the actual team at Microsoft who who develop a product of theirs. Do you want to go a little bit into that, or should we should we maybe see what other things? Or let, let's let's dive a little bit into that. So yeah, maybe. because that's 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 actually to be honest. If you if you yeah. become an MVP, it should not be a goal. It's it, it's nice that you get it because it's rewarding you get it. But if you're if you are an MVP, you get a whole bunch of perks, like you said. And through the biggest for me still is having a direct communication line with the team that's building the product. So uh, mm -hmm. as an MVP, uh, there are two things. You get the, the PGIs, like I mentioned, so that are, that are online uh, events. So usually they take up one hour and a program manager at Microsoft uh, will discuss a new feature that's coming that's still not in the public. 
-hmm. I will go over the, uh, that feature and ask the MVPs to interact. So like he has questions and we can ask questions and then there's a discussion around it. Um, or if, if a big event is coming up that Microsoft will do like build or anything else or ignite, uh, usually there's also an MVP PJI uh, before it to discuss what they are going to present at, the, at those events. And so also yeah. we can interact with them. So that's all. That's one of the, the, the big highlights. And the other one is that there are uh, distribution lists, DLs, uh, they call it, that are mailing lists. Mm -hmm. And also uh, we as MVPs uh, are categorized and you can select in what category you want to see those mailing lists. So for, from uh, my perspective, I only follow the .NET and the Xamarin ones. Yeah. Um, and what you can do there is if you are stuck technically, you can ask questions on it. And also their program managers often interact with you uh, because they find it very valuable that, that a, a technical guy working with their product has issues that, they, that we can bring it up. So that are the, the two features that I like that are very well uh, done and, and are a great perk to have when you're an MVP. So I don't know yeah. how, how you feel it about it. Uh, I, I love those two too. Uh, it, those mailing lists are really interesting because you see uh, the real Microsoft rock stars, uh, oh, they seem to be watching this mailing list and they, they <laughs> yeah. respond to to just your everyday questions there. Or So yeah, I, I really enjoy being a part of that, actually. Yeah, it's very nice, for sure. Then there's the, uh, one of the perks is that you get, well, it's easy to get a hold of licenses for, for a software. And um, I don't use that that much um, because, well, usually you can't use that in, in your day job. So I, when I do use it, it's for like presentations or, or um, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's true. Talks. Yeah. There are a lot yeah. of extra companies that are picking up the Microsoft MVP thing as mm -hmm. something to highlight their products too. So I think we have um, JetBrain licenses uh, plural site courses we can follow stuff like that. So yeah. that, yes, that's true. That's also um, something very nice to have. But I think I'm the same. I don't use them that very often. Like you said, in the day job, you probably your company already has something like that that you already can use or anything like that. So yeah, I don't use that very often either. Yeah. And uh, then there's the uh, the ominous Microsoft MVP Summit, which is um, I, I think for our, for a lot of MVPs is the their highlight of the year, <laughs> which is a, a one of a kind event, which unfortunately got canceled this year just because of really bad timing. It was supposed to be in the middle of March. True. <laughs> And uh, in, in Seattle, which is like the, the place where the coronavirus outbreak in the U.S. actually started, or at, at least it was first discovered, uh, the, the first uh, uh, fatalities were in, oh. in the Seattle area, I think. And the, this, can you talk a little bit about, about this, this one-of-a-kind event? Yeah, so the MVP Summit... So each MVP, if you get your uh, award, is, uh, gets an invite to join the MVP Summit. And it's uh, 
depending on the category you're in, because the Azure people uh, have a five-day event and all the other ones have a three-day event. Um, mm -hmm. But it means that you can stay uh, three to five days uh, on Microsoft campus in Redmond and attend technical sessions done by Microsoft uh, engineers. Um, usually in your, of course, you follow the technical events in your category, but actually they opened it up uh, since a few years. And you can mm -hmm. also hop to others. So if you're if you're awarded like me in Xamarin or in uh, Visual Studio Group, it is now called, and I'm in the subcategory Xamarin, of course, then mm -hmm. uh, I usually only follow the technical sessions about Xamarin. But if you're still doing like uh, in your day job, ASP.NET or anything else or something Azure, uh, there are also talks about that. So you can, if you want to sh shift and uh, you can pick and choose and construct your day how you, you want um, and follow other sessions. And to yeah. be quite frankly, it's, it's not vacation, to be honest. I always uh, felt drained a little bit uh, at the end of the day because there are, there are often deep dive technical questions and, and they're very interested. And uh, mostly they are about things they are still in work, a work in progress. Uh, and also during the sessions, you you can you're able to do uh, questions and talk and with uh, the engineers. So yeah, it, it's amazing. And also being able to walk around on Microsoft campus is, is for somebody who loves the product is is always a fun thing to do. <laughs> and of course, meet and see the, the faces of the people working with the product that you talk to in the DLs and in the PGIs uh, is also uh, nice. Yeah. Well, it, it, it is very, a very interesting crowd there. Um, it is very unlikely that you, you go into a circle of people standing there discussing things and, and not, not learning anything because um, <laughs> yeah, for sure. the, a lot of these people are, are people that usually stand up on stage and tell you about things. And, and here they are uh, in, in the audience and uh, attending these sessions. I, I was in a session once. Um, it was a, a Xamarin Forms session, and there, in, in in the audience, there were the. Uh, it was Stuart Lodge, I remember, from who made EmbryVM Cross. Then there was Brian Lagunas, who who did Prism, and there was Laurent, who was back then uh, still, still MVP, uh, MVP, yeah. <laughs> MVP before he joined Microsoft, and all of these the creators of all the big uh, MVVM frameworks for Xamarin Forms. We're all sitting in the audience, and the this discussion erupted from um, from what was being shown at the front. And <laughs> it, it is so it was so great to have all these people in the room together. And and uh, well, basically the the whole uh, the, uh, all the people responsible for the ecosystem, and of course all the people from the Xamarin side too, or the the Microsoft side. Um, so that that was really a unique experience yeah. for me somehow. Yeah, like, but most people don't know, of course, because if you're not an MVP, you don't see the insights of of those of those events. But MVPs tend to be very critical about what Microsoft actually does. It's, it's not that, that that we are called fanboys or anything like that. But if we're yeah. we're often very entrenched with what we do, that we have a lot of questions and remarks about their product. So the, it, it sometimes the discussions during the MVP summit can heat up a little bit. <laughs> but mm -hmm. but yeah, it's it's quite nice. And, and the people, the engineers are very open on, on, on 
showing you why they do stuff and 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 light you with uh, how how the process goes and and why they did some things and yeah it's it's always been a learning th- uh, time when I went to the summit so that's quite amazing it's it's good that we still have the summit even though it's now virtual because of COVID but for sure we're, you're missing the interaction so the, a lot of things happen outside of the talks in the corridors and and even after a talk when you go up to the stage and talk to the the engineer themselves and during a virtual event we miss that a little bit so uh, yeah yeah. hopefully will it will get better soon and then we can get to uh, seattle again if you're still mvp of course (laughs) (laughs) well in at least in the dotnet world it's not that they're telling you the big secrets now because every they're doing everything out in the open on on GitHub anyway. Mm-hmm. That changed um, also. Sometimes... That changed also because in the beginning when I was yeah. an MVP, I don't know in what area you were an MVP in the beginning. Um, oh. I well, d- developer technology. Also, so. okay, yeah. So I was in the win- 20, 2016. Yeah, so yeah. I was in the Windows development, and that that was okay. that was very close in in that sense that that what Windows development. Yeah, because because of the Windows releases cycle, it was very close. You mm-hmm. you couldn't tell a lot uh, to the outside world how Windows will look within a half a year. So uh, our sessions were were most of the time closed door. So we we got a lot of information that a lot of other people didn't get, and that changed yeah. a lot when Azure came about and the .NET world uh, transformed to open source. So true. For the most part now, being an MVP, we we just follow also the GitHub repos. Um, but still, the communication with the engineers and the program managers is is still a big plus, of course. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's the big point. Is I was going to say the it's not that the content is something that you couldn't find out somewhere else, or that that the presentations are really super high glossy. Sometimes it's like the you see that they just came over from their desk and they've got this new exciting thing that they want to show you. And it, it just built for the first time an hour ago and then the presentation goes all wrong. But it it, it, it is uh, about about meeting those people and, and then giving your, your feedback on the direction everything is heading and also to to uh, see the feedback of other people. You know, there are some of these like, what's new in C-Sharp 8 session. Uh, and, and you have all, all the people who are interested in C-Sharp in the room. And and you you can see, I, I think it's it's good for Microsoft to, to get uh, to get this feedback, to, to really, f- you get a sense of, is this something that people want or is this something that people say, well, then we're never going to use that. Yeah, uh, true. Like, it, that wasn't... F- done in the beginning but in the the last uh, few summits that i attended at, at seattle they also started doing focus groups i don't know if you attended some of them um you probably did so this was something new like i said depending on what category you you're at you get three days uh, of technical sessions uh, and there is a fourth day but the fourth day mostly is like just a gathering or a hackathon or anything like that um mm-hmm. But uh, that shifted a little bit, and in the the, the, the last two summits, uh, there were a lot of focus groups in in the last days, and that meant that some program manager and an engineer um, takes a few people, like five or six, at max, and they go over some of their day to day 
things that they are doing and they have questions on, on will this work? How, how do you feel that it should progress and stuff like that? And they iterate on that. And that was even more valuable, I guess, because then you get to have a real sense of how things are being developed and what the impact is on your day-to-day -day things that you need to do. Um, mm -hmm. And I like that a lot, uh, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't taken part in one of those. I, I missed the summit before because because I wasn't an MVP then. Yeah. And then okay. this one, I was going to go back again in, and in, in it, March. Course, and yeah. then, then it got canceled. And then the one next year is also canceled already. So yeah. we were a bit shocked when they said in March, uh, oh, we're going to cancel next year's too, 2021. Yeah, but because yeah, look at us now. Nobody... <laughs> <laughs> we're not surprised anymore no, now, but back then it was like, what? <laughs> That's a year from now. Well, we have solved this whole problem yeah. by then, but apparently not. No, unfortunately, uh, it looks like it was uh, a wise decision back then. <laughs> Indeed. And so this year is probably going to be a bit different for the MVPs because some of the, the areas where people, um, well, so, some of the contributions that MVPs did were more in the field of meeting other people and sharing your knowledge in person. And th that has had an impact on, on what MVPs do, I believe. Yeah, even for myself, I guess. If I look at, at I mean, Corona was uh, huge in Belgium. I think I, I, I have hardly any entries in my profile. So yeah, yeah, not being able to go out or doing anything and of course, we as meetup organizers also, we needed to shift to on online. So it was not instantly. Uh, it took time. So yeah, it, it for sure will have an impact on, on what MVPs did for their contributions, I think. But in the end, I, I think a lot of people um, did still did a, do a lot of events online now. Maybe we have yeah. we have too much online events already. <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> but still, people uh, follow them, so that's nice. But yeah, you can't do ev any everything anymore like you did before, I guess. So we'll we'll see. Well, Moving our event uh, from from in person to online, it, it uh, reflected on that already. But it it's had uh, advantages. It's had advantages and disadvantages. True. And yeah. True. It, it, it is nice to see uh, feedback from people from from other side of the planet. I I really enjoyed that part. Yeah. Yeah. Normally we do, we we can't reach them, and now we we have the interaction with them. So that was indeed very cool. Yeah. So maybe we, we we forgot one thing. I guess maybe that's also an important. Yeah. So if if we're uh, if we're becoming an MVP, there's there are two things. One, you're you're becoming an MVP in a certain area, your area mm -hmm. of interest, of course. But you also get a program manager, a community program manager, or CPM. So for right. the Western Europe part, so they have their regions. So I've, um, I'm underneath TINA. So I don't okay. know, uh, for Germany, do you have the same CPM? No. No, no. Eh? you have a different one, eh? because you're, you're large enough. <laughs> Belgium is not large enough. So we're, we're grouped together with Sweden and Norway and, and okay. uh, some other ones. Um, and that's our first contact point. So if anything goes a wire with some event or anything like that, I don't know, uh, or you have some questions about the MVP ship or anything, you have your personal contact that you can address uh, your issues with. Um, and for, mm -hmm. for me, that's Tina. And uh, what she's recently been doing is also 
uh, doing online talks through uh, Teams. So yeah. uh, now we even have uh, a weekly coffee chat uh, that you can oh, attend. Nice. Yeah, it's very cool. And then she just discusses uh, uh, what's going on with events and anything like that. And also, uh, if you want to, as an MVP, you can have a, a small slot of a few minutes to talk about mm -hmm. something uh, that you want to highlight or an event that's in your area. Um, yeah, it's very nice so keeping in touch. In the early days, before Corona, <laughs> that is, um, a CPM would travel through the through the region and you mm -hmm. were able to meet that person once a year, I guess, or, or once each yeah, two years, I've done that, something yeah. like that. Yeah, And it was also nice that you get together with the MVPs of your country and have a drink and talk and, and talk with your CPM. Um, and your CPM is also the first line of approval. So uh, everything that you do uh, on a yearly basis and that you uh, bring in again for the next uh, award cycle, your CPM will go through them. And if uh, you, you have not done enough, she will, in my case, Tina, she will uh, already make a, sh uh, a shift from the list. And uh, after that, it gets uh, sent over to Microsoft. And then there's the backend team going through your uh, community work. So yeah, yeah, yeah that's uh, that's also also nice. But I, I'm we don't have that weekly in Germany. It's, no, uh, I Ooh. had one this month, and uh, it was a long time before that. Uh, so I I, I kind of missed that too. So <laughs> it's a good idea. I, I will. I might uh, suggest that. Okay, very good. Yeah, have a, have a weekly meetup. So, are you do, you? do you see an end to this for you, or are you going to keep on uh, collecting those rings? For me, it was it. It was um, how do you say it? I was surprised I got the award the first time. Mm -hmm. But looking back at it, I was already doing. I think two years already. I was doing a Windows Phone user group in Belgium together with a few others. So. Yeah. I, I think the people that get the award actually are already investing time in, in helping community and doing those things. So for me, if I if I'm no longer being an MVP, I don't think I will have I will actually stop doing the community work. If I'm not getting the right. award, it it will just mean that Microsoft thinks my contribution is just not as big as an influence anymore, I think. So mm -hmm. for sure I will miss it, but it's not something that I will decide in the near future that I will stop with it because I still love doing the things we do, like together with you doing the Xamarin events. It's, it's something I always liked doing. And like I said, I, I started up together with another few of the developers here in Belgium, a Windows Phone user group, not to become an MVP. We just wanted to be together and discuss the, the great product and right, talk about yeah. things that we love doing in our spare time. So for me, it's a hobby. And then, Getting a reward for it is very nice, of course. So yeah, I like it. Yeah. But I don't think I'm going to stop with the community work now. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess for me it was the same. I uh, I just started doing public talks because I wanted to get myself to do public talks because I, I just wanted wanted to set set a challenge for myself. Nice. And, and right, cool. I at some some point that got rewarded. Right, I started a blog too, but but this was never with the goal of of becoming an MVP. And uh, yeah, like like I said, uh, two years back, I dropped out of the program. And, yeah, uh, but only I, a few months. <laughs> I, 
Well, I, I had entered my uh, everything into my uh, into that portal, and that time it wasn't enough. And, and like you, you said, you don't really get that feedback what what was missing. But it, it uh, well, I just kept kept doing what I was doing, and um, at some point, uh, somebody reached out to me again, and, and that, that it's always a nice feeling to get that get that recognition. Yeah, yeah so it's true. Yeah, I, I'm a fan of the program. I, I hear critical voices online too. But but I, in in general, yeah. I'm a, I'm a fan of the program. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, at a certain height, I understand the criti criticism because the, because still, it, it, yeah, it's actually called most valuable professional. So in that sense, you you would guess that we are the most technical qualified. But to be honest, mm -hmm. it's it's not it's not true, right? It's not it's not. We know for sure. We know something more than others, but you can't be the most technical in everything so it's it's not yeah it's not something that we yeah. are that's just something to be aware of true if it says mvp doesn't doesn't mean he knows uh what it that compiles to an intermediate language it just knows it, it just means that that um this person has helped uh some of the microsoft technology to to advance yeah in, in a way in a or, way or to yeah. um to to spread the word at least yeah of course, you 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 also have the deep technical MVPs through because there's a whole yeah. range of people in the in the program. Program is huge already, uh, so so you have you have for sure people like like you mentioned Laurent and uh, when he was an MVP and Brian Lagunas uh, with the Prism framework. So I guess Miguel was an MVP, right? Yeah, indeed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, you for sure have a lot of people that are deep technical, but there's a wide broad range of people in there so not everyone is the same yeah yeah okay well that that was nice talking to you too about that is there anything you would tell our listeners if they are thinking about maybe oh maybe this would be something for me well if, if they're interested in 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 becoming and if it, 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 for me it should not be a goal to be honest yeah. the goal should be that you are a helpful person a kind and helpful person and that you want to try to help others succeed in a Microsoft product. And if if that's your goal, go for it. If that means that you love to write a book about some area, do it. If you want to write blog posts about things that you think are very useful to others, please do write them and engage with other MVPs. If you think like, hey, man, I'm doing this and that, for sure, it could be that another VP says, hey, the guy is doing a great job. Maybe I will nominate him, and then uh, you maybe you get the award. So that that's how it goes. Don't try to chase it. I I, I think that's a little bit of a mis misfit if you try to chase it. Yeah. The the first step will be try to help others, and if you do that and do that good, then for sure you will get recognition. I guess. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That, that that was good closing words. <laughs> thank you, Glenn, for being my guest today. No, thank you for having me. That was nice. This has been another episode of Dev Talk, and we'll see each other again in two weeks for episode number 50. Bye bye.